This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning. This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. And this is Jessica, and I have with me... That's right. Two (laughs) weeks in a row. It's so great to see you. So happy to be here. Again, love doing this with you. Um, Again, Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we just take one chapter of the Bible and we read it and we talk about it and we share the different things that God has breathed on it, hence the name Morning Breath. And I love that because God shows me different things and he shows you Yeah. because the Bible is called the living and active word of God. And so it's so cool how Every every single time, like Matt, we're in Matthew, so mm-hmm. we're doing Matthew chapter nine, and I know I was reading it and it was like sounding very familiar because I read it before. But also, I feel like I've done Morning Breath on Matthew chapter nine before, but I'm I know that I didn't get any of this new stuff, yeah. so it's really cool. Yeah, so fun. You see that? Yeah, I mean the Gospels. I feel like we read the most, right? But also, like it's different every single time. So I'm really excited to dig in this morning and Me see too. what you got and share yeah. what I have and absolutely see what God has. So <laughs> you want to share what? Let's start with how can people get in touch with yeah. Morning Breath and what is it? So many ways to get connected. Um, you can follow along in reading with us every single morning. Um, you can find the chapters on our website at eccc.us. Um, you can follow along and listening on the podcast. Uh, my favorite way is getting connected um, via the app, our East Coast app. You I can download it. Um, super easy. You can find all old sermons, what's happening, follow Morning Breath. Um, you can also follow our YouTube ba- page um, to see old sermons as well. Or you can um, do the old-fashioned way and give the office a call, oh, 321-452-1060, and we can mail you something because mail is still a thing I learned the That's other day. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> Three two one four five two ten sixty is the place to call because there's this person named Miss Ernestine that answers, mm. and I just will call to talk to her. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Great. She's great. She's just the best. You'll you'll like call and be down, and then you hang up the phone, and you're like, I'm so encouraged. Yeah, it'll but, be the best of your life, literally. <laughs> so some other things we have coming up is we have ECCU classes starting next week on Thursday, and that stands for East Coast Christian University. And there are all sorts of different classes that you can take, mm-hmm. practical, biblical, all sorts of stuff. So if you want more information on, on that, the website is eccuequipped.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Night of Worship coming up next Wednesday, yes. which means it's like the, the beginning of a new month. Yeah. How is this possible? October. It's coming. So yeah, that's Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the Parkway. And that's the night where we come together as all of our campuses. We have four different campuses. We have 11 different services on the weekend. And so we don't really get to see everyone from all over. And so I really love First Wednesday or Night of Worship when we do it on the first Wednesday of the month because I get to see all the people I never see. Yeah. And we all get to come together in one location. And it's also great to invite your friends too Mm -hmm. because if you don't go to a church, we would love to have you. Yeah. And it's all generations. Like TNT comes and Mezzanine comes. Yep. And it's like a little family reunion. So TNT is our youth church. So Mm -hmm. eight. Seventh, sixth, seventh, seventh, seventh through twelfth, mm-hmm. and then mezzanine is our young adult church, yeah. eighteen to twenty-nine year olds yep. here at East Coast as well. And you can find out all that information again on eccc.us. Mm-hmm. Let's do one more announcement because okay. we're girls and we have something fun coming up. <laughs> What's coming up, Paige? Flourish Conference. Flourish. It's coming. We are so excited. It's October eleventh and twelfth. Yeah. Um, do you want to give them like a little mm. sneak peek of what that would look like? Oh my gosh. Well, I guess it'd be like I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, it's women's conference. And we are women here at our church. We call us ourselves sisterhood. 
And all that means is if you are a woman, you are sisterhood and you are invited, you belong, and you do not have to come to our church to come. We would absolutely love to have you. I I really want this to be Brevard's Women's Conference because we are putting so much work and effort into yeah. it that I'm like, come and you don't have to drive to Orlando. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's 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 great. So it's going to be awesome. We have um, four, three guest speakers and me. I'm not really a guest. I'm just here. Oh my goodness! And I'm so excited for you to speak. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, what else? We're gonna have we're gonna break out into conversations. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know someone, you will come and you will know someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a great time to come alone. Because you're going to meet a friend mm-hmm. for sure. And we've yeah. set it up that way for that purpose. We are going to have an after party, which I have heard the craziest things about. Yes. I'm just like, what does that mean? <laughs> that sounds fun and crazy. Yeah. And um, what else? Food. Of course. Food. I mean, we're going to gather. There's going to be food. food. We're going to have a boutique. Oh, yeah. So you get to shop. So, I mean, honestly, it's just a everything it's you everything. need and more. It, yeah. So get yourself there. You can sign up on our website, ECC c.us slash events or slash sisterhood or slash sisterhood Mm -hmm. they're both there so whichever one you're feeling up to (laughs) that's right whichever one you remember yeah (laughs) perfect yes we would love to have you so let's dive into matthew chapter 9 and i think you told me i am reading first (laughs) i'm very demanding when it comes to i know i am reading second you are reading first okay (laughs) all right so i say unto you jessica read ma'am all right matthew chapter 9 And Jesus, getting into a boat, crossed over the Sea of Galilee and came to Capernaum, his own city. They brought to him a man who was paralyzed, lying on a stretcher. Seeing their active faith springing from confidence in him, Jesus said to the paralytic, Do not be afraid, son. Your sins are forgiven. The penalty is paid, the guilt removed, and you are declared to be in right standing with God. And some of the scribes said to themselves, This man blasphemes by claiming the rights and prerogatives of God. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven and the penalty paid, or to say, get up and walk. Both are possible for God. Both are impossible for man. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority and the power on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And he got up and went home, healed and forgiven. When the crowd saw this, they were awestruck and glorified God and praised him who had given such authority and power to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew, Levi, sitting in the tax collector's booth, and he said to him, Follow me as my disciple, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. And Matthew got up and followed him. Then, as Jesus was reclining at the table in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners, including non-observant Jews, came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but only those who are sick. Go and learn what this scripture means. I desire compassion for those in distress and not animal sacrifice. For I did not come to call to repentance the self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to change, but sinners, those who recognize their sin and actively seek forgiveness. Then the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus asking, Why do we and the Pharisees often fast as a religious exercise, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus replied to them, Can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. But no one puts a piece of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and a worse tear results. Nor is new wine put into old wineskins that have lost their elasticity. Otherwise, the wineskins burst and the fermenting wine spills and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, so both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, a ruler, synagogue official, entered the house and kneeled down and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just now died. But come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind them and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. 
Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus had come to the ruler's house and saw that the flute players in the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. They laughed at him. But when the, when the crowd had been put outside, he had went into and took her by the hand and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all the district. And Jesus passed on from there, two blind men following him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all the district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowd marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. Amen. Why do we both have to have a deep voice? <laughs> I know. Amen. I always say, I'm like, oh, men. <laughs> uh, so, wow. There's a lot in that So much. Chapter. So many miracles. I know. It's so exciting. Yes. So I have to start with just where this setting is. It's in Capernaum, which is a city by the sea. Which, as it says, Jesus got into a boat on the Sea of Galilee and crossed over and came to Capernaum. And so it's right on the water. And what's so cool about this city to me is that I can visualize this place, this actual real life place in my head because I've been to Israel. Mm-hmm. And it is like so pretty. It is right on the Sea of Galilee. It is gorgeous. It is also tiny. Mm-hmm. Like these biblical cities, we think of cities like even Rockledge is like a big, you know, big yeah. city compared to Capernaum. They were like acres. They were measured in acres, oh, not wow. in even square miles or anything like that. So it's this tiny little city. Um, there is a temple that very well is most likely the place that Jesus taught in, in Capernaum. Mm-hmm. And it's been reconstructed, but like the foundation of it is still the same. And so when we went there, we got to walk in there and Matt got to actually teach our group in the temple. And it was the coolest thing ever. Um, But do we actually have room still on our Israel trip? Yeah, as of now, we still have about three spots left. Okay, so we're going in March of 2020. And you and I and Pastor Matt Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other people are going, like 50 of us are going to Israel together. And it's going to be an incredible time. So if you want to do that, is it ecc.us slash Israel trip. Israel trip. (laughs) There we go. So I wanted to just say that, that it's so cool to be able to come home now and read my Bible and it literally come alive with me. Yeah. I can see the places in my head. I'm really excited for I that know. experience. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So what jumped out to you in Matthew chapter well, 9? Well, so much because I just love this chapter because of the amount of miracles mm-hmm. and they're kind of very similar miracles because all of them are healing miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of it was like one of the first, he was talking about the tax collectors and he was talking about... Um, Matthew and inviting him to, well, he kind of invited himself to dinner with him and like he had dinner with him. Um, So this was kind of the only not miracle, I guess. Um, But he was talking to them and people were questioning why he was going with the tax tax collectors. And Uh I was like, why are you, why is your like dude hanging out with sinners? Like, isn't he supposed to be the son of God? Right. And then he 
sassily, I read it, in a sassy <laughs> way, responds to him. And he's like, those who are well have no need of a physician, but mm-hmm. those who are sick, go and learn what this means. Um, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came to call not the righteous, but the sinners. Yeah. And so that, like, stings to me, like, in a good way, because mm-hmm. he's saying, hey, here's this lesson. Now go learn what this means. Like, right. go walk this out. Um, and I just love the picture of Jesus with a bunch of sinners because that's mm-hmm. like what he's called to do is like right. he's supposed to call the sinners, not the righteous, um, which is all of us. And so um, it's a reminder, one, like what I'm called to do is to go and be and share the gospel. But it also like is a heart check too. like, why am I pointing out people mm-hmm. like when they're not doing good and I'm I'm not doing good. Right. Um, so I just really love that um, harshness that. Jesus spoke with, um, but also like truth that he spoke with there. Yeah. He was really good about just getting right to the point, yes. you know, and not letting anyone get away with really anything, which is awesome. I love yeah. that about him. <laughs> and I also highlighted those verses and I actually saw what I think and what Jesus would say that the church needs to be. Yeah. The church needs to be a hospital for sick people. It doesn't need to be a place where all the people come and act like they have it all right. all together. And actually in the past month, I have seen more brokenness in people revealed than like in the past two years combined. It's been, it has been a month. Yeah. And just thing, but but it's good because what I realized yesterday was God is shedding light on things that have been in the darkness for too long. Mm. And I'm thankful that people are coming to the church w- with this stuff. You right. know, like they're not hiding anymore. They're allowing their brokenness to be seen and to be surrounded by community, which in James 5, 16, it says, confess your faults or your sins one to another that you may be healed. Mm. And so there's not been a lot of that going on, I don't think. And so I'm seeing like people are finally getting a revelation of, oh, I'm really, really stuck in this brokenness. And unless I reveal it and unless I'm humble and put down my pride, right. I'm not going to get through it. And so I personally have been seeing that in a lot of people that I do relationship with. And I'm, it's wearisome sometimes, but it's yeah. also like so exciting right. to see like God is is moving and people are opening up and um it's just this running theme I'm hearing also is that this lie, and this is why people tend to live in um, silence, is that I'm, I've heard like several people tell me specifically, I didn't want to reveal my struggle because I felt I would be disqualified mm. for ministry, but also like God can't, they didn't think that God could use them if wow. they struggled, which is such a lie because who doesn't struggle? Yeah. Like we all do. And I think it's pride that keeps you silent and it's fear and like I said it's just the lie of the enemy because he comes to steal kill and destroy your purpose Mm -hmm. and your hope and all of those things when you stay silent with a struggle there's no way that you're going to find healing yeah and actually it it leads me in back into flourish because I really have been let's see like three weeks ago I was sitting with um, a bunch of girls planning stuff for flourish women's conference and I just said, guys, I'm really struggling because I feel like I have no inspiration whatsoever. And I was just really starting to question everything. Like, should I be doing this? Maybe I shouldn't be speaking, all this stuff. And um, then I went through kind of a tough thing with a friend and we worked through it. And it was with that, like God exposing some lies and shedding light on some things that I all the inspiration started flowing. Like Mm -hmm. it was like a blockage and it was like, I had to get through that and be obedient in that situation. And then all the inspiration started coming. And so we're actually going to do a session at Flourish called it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Because it is, and people need to hear it and they need to like, just let's say what hurts and let's say what has kept me broken and kept me in bondage 
so that we can move on and be yeah, healed, you know, really and we're going to have a great time of ministry in that. And so I also like how those verses you mentioned, verses 10 through 12, lead into verse 13, which says, go and learn what the scripture means. I desire compassion for those in distress mm-hmm. and not animal sacrifice. For I did not come to call to repentance the self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to change, but sinners, those who recognize their sin and actively seek yeah. forgiveness. And so we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that just means we overcome by Jesus' sacrifice, the right. blood of the lamb, but then the word of our testimony. Like how do we have a testimony if we don't go through a struggle mm. and have to come out on the other side of it? And that is exactly what Jesus is saying we overcome with. Yeah, so, so true. Sorry, it's a it's a big time soapbox. For yeah, me right no, now. I love that. And I love that God is just continually revealing that yeah. as like confirmation of like, no, this needs to be talked about. Yeah. Because even at mezzanine, that is like the topic that we're going through right now. I know you it's told like, me that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. God is moving. He is. To come to flourish. Yes. <laughs> um. Um, that's so good. I also um, like later when he talks about um, the woman who touched uh, the fringe of his garment mm-hmm. um, for healing. And she said to her, it says that she said to herself before. If only I touch his garment, I will be made well. Yes. Um, and not only did she say that, but she acted on it like mm-hmm. in faith, like extreme faith, and just touched the fringe of his garment. And Jesus instantly turned to her and was like, seeing this, take heart, you're healed. Like yeah. seeing your faith, you are healed, um, which is just I just love it. It's encouraging because um, not only do we need to have the words, um, we need to act. And that's what faith mm-hmm. is yep. um, because faith without works is dead. Right. And so um, it's just a reminder, like in everyday things that you're believing for God, like, yes, you can, can pray about it. You can pray about it and you can get prayer for it. But it takes a step mm-hmm. of faith, um, just touching his garment and to see, OK, maybe that's not actually what I want. Or, yes, this is exactly what God promised me he just wants me to step out in faith yeah um for it and for 12 years she mm. was struggling with this like it wasn't just like a month i believe god for this it's oh 12 gosh, I years i can't even like fathom that time especially span. in that day and time yeah right yeah like, where she's shunned because of this like yes. people think that she's not qualified because of this right? she didn't feel qualified yeah but she was like no i'm gonna be healed and i'm gonna see that because jesus is good oh yeah um so i just love that um testimony there in itself I love that, too. And right before that, actually, in verse 18, before that moment happened, a synagogue official had come to Jesus Mm -hmm. and his daughter had died and he came desperate to Jesus. And I love how much faith he had because he said, my daughter has just died, but come and lay a hand on her and she will live. Like he had Mm -hmm. major faith. He was coming to the source. He knew exactly where to go. And he found Jesus and Jesus was on his way when the woman with the issue of blood Mm -hmm. came up and touched his garment, which means that Jesus then had to choose to be interrupted and choose to stop. And for me, and I know you are too, we get a lot of done Mm -hmm. in a day. (laughs) We have our lists, we get them done. We are productive people. But in that, that's great and everything until you're unwilling to be interrupted and unwilling to let your day be kind of sidetracked by maybe a God appointment, Yeah, you know? And so that is something that I personally struggle with. Let me just be open-handed with my day mm-hmm. and not be so rigid and be willing to stop if yeah. I need to and see some see someone, you know, give me yeah. eyes to see. Also, with that story about the woman with the issue of blood, what I noticed, um, it's not in Matthew, but it's in another one of the Gospels because a lot of these same stories are told in all four of the Gospels mm-hmm. in from different perspectives, which I love. 
So in here it says she dealt with that issue for 12 years. And did you know that that little girl who died was 12 years old? Oh, wow. Which I thought was such a cool and like there's a reason why, you know, like that correlates somehow, which I thought was neat. Um, Also, I have read a book. uh, I love reading. And so I'm always going to give you good books, good book recommendations. You know this about me. But um, it's fiction, but it's historical biblical fiction by this girl named Tessa Afshar. So it's A-F-S-H-A-R. And this book was called Land of Silence. And it is fiction, but she takes this real character in real life, this woman with issue of blood, Mm -hmm. and she creates like what could have possibly been her situation Oh, wow. And it's really, really interesting and fascinating. And I, it was, I've read it, and it's such a good book. Um, she also has other ones. This, this girl, Tessa, she was actually born Muslim, and then she converted to Christianity in her 20s. That's crazy. And so she just loves the Bible, and she yeah. loves, she's creative, and she wants to write fiction books. But she's like, let me just take these people and try to, like, say this could have possibly been their situation behind yeah. the scenes. It's, it's a really, really That's good book. That's so interesting. Yeah, it was good. I loved it. So what else do you got? Or what else did you love? All of it. I'll say quick. Verse 17 about new wine. Yeah. Um, The new wine and old wine skins and new wine has to be put in new wine skins. And first of all, that song, by Mm -hmm. there's a Hillsong song called New Wine, which we are going to do at Flourish. Mm -hmm. I giggled when you were singing that or reading it. Yes. (laughs) So I love that. Um, You can actually start listening to that song now and getting familiar with it. It's an incredible song. The the words, the lyrics are so good. But um, I'm going to get more into that actually in my message at Flourish. So I'm not even going to talk about it. Oh. But you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave it there. It's okay. like a little cliffhanger for people yes. to come to flourish. Cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so another miracle shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus heals the blind man. Yeah. Um, which is a little like the contrast in this story and the one before is really interesting. So what verse is that? So 28 Okay, um, is what I'm going to go into. But I'm going to touch on 26 real quick where it says, and the report of this, this is talking about the uh, girl being raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And the report of this went through all that, all of the district. And so, and then we fast forward to this story. He mm-hmm. entered the house and the blind man came to him and Jesus said to him, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And then he said to him, yes, Lord. And he touched his eyes saying, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And then it's interesting, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. He says to him, see that no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. And so from my, but he still went. He told right, everybody, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. which I mean, I don't blame the dude. Right. <laughs> but also Jesus told him not to. Um, and so I love this because I feel like um, Jesus knew, and we don't know like the story of what happens after that, the possibility of pride coming in mm-hmm. here and him saying, look at me, look at me, look mm-hmm. at me. Um, and I kind of just want to know, like, what your thoughts are on this. Well, I'm glad I have a thought. Okay, good. That would be a lot of pressure. I did not <laughs> I like, ask her for it. I have no thoughts. <laughs> hey, no. you know what? <laughs> this morning, actually, I noticed that verse, and I thought, do you think that Jesus knows, well, obviously, he knows how rebellious we as right. humans are, and do you think that he actually was, like, like Jedi mind-tricking yeah. him and saying, like, don't go tell people, but, like, I know you're going to tell yeah. people because I'm telling you not to tell people. Yeah. That's I mean, thought. that would work on me. Oh, for me sure. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do the opposite of what, <laughs> not always, yeah. but I'm stubborn. So maybe like it was like a, I want him to tell everybody. So right. Tell him not to. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just noticed that for the first time, the contrast between these two stories where mm-hmm. Jesus didn't tell the guy, don't go tell everybody. I just brought your daughter back to life. Right. But then he healed the blind and he's like, don't tell anybody. Right. And of course he would have known they would have gone and told everyone anyway. So there has to, had to be some trickery yeah, or strategery 
in that. Either or. For I just sure. thought that was not anything super spiritual there, but yeah. I just thought it was interesting. I think it is interesting. I liked verse 25, which was a little bit before that, and it was before the girl had been healed. And Mm -hmm. so Jesus had that moment with the woman with the issue of blood. She gets healed. It's amazing. And then he continues on. Mm -hmm. So, yes, he gets distracted, quote, unquote, but he stops and has that interruption. But then he moves on Mm -hmm. and continues on with his purpose. And it says, when the crowd had been sent outside. Okay, back up. So when he got there, there was mourners there. And they they were actually hired mourners back then. They were, like, paid to come and, like, scream and yell and make a scene it was a little it was much much different than it is now and so jesus comes on the scene and he goes go away for the girl is not dead she is sleeping and then they laughed and jeered at him because they were like what who is this person like what is he talking about and so i thought that was interesting that he first told them the truth but then when the crowd had been sent outside so that means that the house was filled with people as well and he had to send them outside that is when, in the in the moment where he could just be him and his heavenly father and the mm-hmm. girl, that is when the miracle happened. It's when all the people who, with the unbelief and the jeering and the laughing and all that stuff, were sent outside and sent away. And I just think that we need to be careful about who's in our crowd. Yeah. Who is surrounding us? Who is speaking into our life? Who are we listening to? Are we believing God for things and people are laughing at us or making fun mm-hmm. of us? We need to get alone yeah. with God. And we need to say, hey... We, I know that you have said this to me and I believe your word and your word is true. And that's when the miracle happens, when that faith rises up yeah. in you. So we are going to be right back after this break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Commercial Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. Overlook Ministries. Our country is in crisis due to addictions. Overlook Bible Training Center offers a free one-year live-in program supported by our Christian community, saving lives and restoring families through the Word of God. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. 
For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back to the show. Again, it's Jessica and Paige, and we are in Matthew chapter 9, and Paige is going to share something for us. I sure am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just the end of this chapter in 37, 38 says, And Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Um, I just love this scripture because people are out there and they are searching. Yes. Uh, they are searching in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Some of them are coming into church. Um, and it just is a perfect reminder and encouragement to seek and yeah. pray for yeah. those who are searching. Keep our eyes wide open to what the Lord is putting in front of us so we can be diligent and faithful um, with the work that he's given us. That's right. Um, and so pray for your one this week. Yep. Pray for the person that you can invite to church and Uh, to see the harvest of them coming. That's right. There's some crazy stats out there about the percentage of people who will say yes Mm -hmm. to an invite to church if you will just invite them. Yeah. So I challenge you today to find that one person that God puts on your heart. Invite them to church and see what they say. It'll be awesome. We love you guys. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.